Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast, where you'll hear right from the source how people like you have been able to buy and build their businesses across different industries all over the country. Dan Claps is the co-founder of Career Transition Leads, Nurture Assist, and Find a Business Online. Christian Dadalak is a franchise consultant with Find a Business Online, and he heads up business development for Career Transition Leads and Nurture Assist. He also runs an independent franchise consulting business, The Franchise Guys. Together, they formed relationships with hundreds of successful business owners who are excited to share their stories with you. Now, here are your hosts, Dan and Christian. Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast with host and co-host Dan Claps and Christian Dadalak here. Wanted to give a warm welcome to Anthony Fiola from Franchise Marketing Solutions. How are you? Good, thank you. Happy to have you on, man. We're excited to talk and learn all about FMS. Yeah, we're we're excited. Love to thank you for having us here, and thank you for uh, you know sort of taking time out of the day here to learn about what we do. So and uh, and and so excited to be here. Thank you. A lot of our listeners on the podcast, we've got founders of franchises that are listening for lead generation or franchise development solutions. We've got candidates that are looking at franchises that are looking toward you know hearing stories of franchise founders, and then we've got business owners that are tuning in to learn about franchising as a business model and if they should go forward in that direction. What's your story? I've, I've heard it before. It's pretty interesting how you got into franchising. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to touch on that, I think is I, I talked to entrepreneurs and, and I've been uh, an entrepreneurial career, my, my career too. So my journey has been sort of on that uh, entrepreneurial path. And, and you realize you're, you're sort of always an entrepreneur if that's sort of in your blood and you, 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 you're always looking for opportunities. And I see that the franchise industry is evolving to embrace, especially from emerging brands, that like why behind the brand, they want to help people with business ownership, empower them, give them a system, uh, really, uh, you know, give them the know-how to do it, the training, the support. So I think there's a lot of win-win mentality in franchising now. I think it's positive because the models being applied to so many different service models and that you see it in their cybersecurity, which I think is an incredible uh, space to be in, um, you know, the phone and mobile devices, you know, security, security can't, is, is just such an important topic for everyone. Um, so I, I think it's, a, it's getting applied to so many different verticals that it's it just, I'm talking to so many different people and it, it's exciting. I think entrepreneurship is like with, and then with social media, there's just so much uh, focus on people being able to, to really, um, you know, to get into business ownership. It's exciting. What would you say? Because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the current landscape of the franchise industry. Obviously, you talk to a lot of business owners that are thinking about franchising their business. So what types of industries would you say are most prominent right now? And why do you think that is? I mean, without, you know, getting into industry statistics, I think the pet industry is looks like an amazing industry in all facets. Um, childcare, I think is a, is a really important topic for everyone. I think people spend a lot of money personally. I'm, I have a family and, 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 and I can certainly know what it, what it is to have to, to, to do. I have three young children, so we've gone through it. Um, 
And then I think elderly, servicing the elderly, businesses like home health care, things that service the elderly. And then you're seeing a lot of fitness, but different you know, types of fitness, whether it's virtual or in person. So I think that there's a lot, but I, I think pets, child care, focusing on the elderly care, I think that that's where I see some real amazing opportunities. And how does a brand know? So let's say that they're, they're listening to this and they say, well, I have a, a pet uh, business that I've been running for some time. It's a good model. I'm making some good money or childcare, senior related. How do they know if their model, their business is franchisable? How do they know if that's the right route for them? I mean, I think it all starts with one, what, what is franchising? Why are you doing it? It's, it's sort of a model focused around leveraging your intellectual property, your know-how. So first we're sort of looking at what the IP of the business is and how we're going to use that in, in a way to establish other people in business ownership and then to have them sort of invest in the brand. And what we're looking at is you're, 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 are you trying to build brand, brand equity, trying to get people to invest in, in, in your model and that you're going to train and support them, that you've done the due diligence on figuring out the economic model Maybe it meets a cash on cash return metric. The initial investment makes sense. And we really have, you know, it looks like we have longevity in, in, the, in the space that we're in. And I think a lot of this is, you know, it's, it's about first it's, it's leverage. Everyone's trying to leverage and benefit in a win-win situation where I can teach you how to do it. I can put you into business ownership and thus you can, you, you, you can be successful uh, so I can empower you. So it, I, I think that, and then you're now as an owner to expand our brand, to expand, uh, you know, to get, uh, replicate this in potentially other markets, we're getting people to put the capital up front and then they're going to contribute to the system and, and they're going to contribute their time and their oversight to own and operate the business. So we're as a, the brand, you know, the franchisor, we're going to have, uh, you know, them building our brand. And we're also going to continue to train, support, market, innovate. I think it's tough to be the innovator and the operator all the time. You know, it's not an easy thing to do to, to go through and always have to do every hat, all hats, and then scale the business. And I think franchising to me is, is scale. It's how you scale the business. Anthony, could you give our, our listeners a quick background on franchise marketing solutions, how, how the company started how you got involved so, well fms franchise the founder chris connor has an amazing story he's been in this uh, industry for about 25 years uh really did some you know amazing work out there and i was affiliated with you know jimmy johns and european wax centers and really had with some prolific developments in the early stages of his career i uh, was with a company originally and then transitioned to go out on, on his own uh, doing franchise development work. And I think what Chris is just, uh, he's an entrepreneur himself. And I think he, the organization has that throughout. We're a very sales focused organization for the brands that we work with because our, we want to help them scale the business. So we're trying to give them visibility in the marketplace. Digitally, we have some media sites that we that we uh, that we own and control that helps get give uh, digital and uh, footprint to all the brands that we work with. But we're we're trying to help emerging brands scale. I think Chris has been uh, instrumental in just so many developments. He's just you know really a thought leader in the space and, and really weighs in on different uh, looks at things from perspectives that you may not you know have considered. 
And a lot of it is looking at ways to generate revenue for the system. And then for that revenue to sometimes get redistributed back to the system. I think a lot of people are putting it back into marketing and, and that would fall into your wheelhouse. So I can see why you guys are you know, excited about it too, because the more we can help people get qualified leads to grow a business, the more we can, you know, the more we can do, the more we have, the more we can do. So let's touch on that for a moment. So you, you, your whole company, you guys franchise, take a business from idea or mom and pop to franchise vision, creating all the manuals and the franchise disclosure documents and creating that overall structure and then take it to market as a franchisor. What are your tips? Someone's thinking about becoming a franchisor. They work with you guys. They, you get all the systems in place. Now they got to go to market and start getting franchisees. Any advice for them on what to do from there? Um, I, I, I'm a numbers guy. I, I look at the investment opportunity. I look at the business opportunity. I would make sure that I would say suggest to anyone Ultimately, we're selling an economic model. I mean, passion is important. We want people that have our values that, and that share our vision. But ultimately, I think you've got to, the, the, the numbers to me are important on the business opportunity side. So I would focus on a cash on cash return model. And then you could certainly look at what metrics that you, know, you think are a good investment. You know, what, what type of return do you I mean? That's a subjective term. But I want to make sure that the model can can afford to contribute back to the system, um, and that it also can look from an owner operator or a management staff uh, give a nice an operator's salary, and then we're also providing for a return on that initial investment. So, if I'm a um, a business owner, I, I want to know my numbers. I want to be able to to communicate this business investment through the numbers or some some. Um, version of metrics so we can, you know, really have a way to gauge our, you know, our, our, our opportunity so we can, you know, get people to come in and attract people to come in. Yeah. Having those numbers is obviously very, very critical. I think it, it's, a, it's on Shark Tank, right? Kevin, Mr. Wonderful says it all the time. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business and you have to have something to sell. And I think numbers is, that's proof of the economic model, like you mentioned. So I think that makes a ton of sense. So what sort of, when a, when a business first franchises their business, it's, they have their one, their one location, their one unit, it's up and running. It's a proof of concept. And now they're looking to get their first handful of franchisees. So what sort of strategies do you recommend to help them get those initial franchisees? Uh, whether it's lead generation, or are they going to friends and family? What, what do you recommend as far as finding those initial franchisees? And what do you see that most of your... Well, um, do? I mean, I think there's just there's so many different... Um, some some um, brands, there's an intense interest prior to them going through development, which is really put is the reason why they're going to a franchise model because people want to buy them. So they may have people that are, want to buy them right away. And that's always uh, an indication, you know, people that are saying they want to buy the franchise, always an indication like, Hey, you're doing something right. People want to invest in this. So I, I always look to what's sort of simple. Don't over, like really overcomplicate it and start to hear people asking you. You know, are you franchise ready? Well, I would say a lot of times is, is there an opportunity there? Because it's a business opportunity. You are investing also. So uh, in, in the brand and, and, and in the franchise industry. So 
I would look to your sphere of influence. Are you, are you, what are you doing with your sphere for loyalty? How are you reaching out to the audience that, that is buying from you today? Because it's their friends, it's their family, it's people close to you. So I would leverage a lot of what, I, what, what you currently have to sort of cultivate an audience and at least people know your story, know your brand. And then I would look at looking at services like yourself that are able to work with the client and be able to understand the profile, understand uh, it, what, what territories we're trying to sell in, what is the initial investment, what is our, our USP, our unique selling proposition to the franchisees, what's our offering, what is the in, as a whole, um, what is the entire investment so we can sort of, um, you know, attract the right audience. I think that's what you guys are really good at is attracting. It's really drilling down and attracting the right people to the brand. So the more we know, the better we can focus our efforts and get a higher return and a better conversion. Because ultimately, we, you, know, you want to have the, that consultative sales approach and you're really not looking to sell franchises. You're looking to award opportunities in the, in the territories that we're really looking to grow. So um, I think that it's part of the mix. You know, it's, there's no one holy grail. It's everything. It's everywhere. But the numbers, I think, in the end is the, is the most compelling. There's a lot, so much truth to the to the numbers. You know, I know for us, like when we're talking to brands and we're looking to do the advertising to find franchisees for them, we identify a few things. One, for them, from a presentation of their brand standpoint, it's really a couple key components. The leadership team, what are the key components of that leadership team? How can we advertise that and in the best light for that franchise candidate to see who they're investing into, you know, the leadership team? Number two, the unit economics, right? The financials are always going to be important. So how can they showcase their either through an item 19 or the market opportunity, they can showcase what the unit economics will look like on a franchisee basis. Um, number three, and probably more important than unit economics is the USP, right? The unique selling proposition, as you mentioned, what they're doing differently, how they're disrupting a market. And if not disrupting, how they're doing a service better than, than their competitors, and then from there, it's really those, you know, from there, it's identifying who their ideal candidate is, who their ideal buyer persona is, who their best franchisee is, and then go to market marketing to those, those people. And um, there may be more than one. It's not, in, you know, there's different people, but, you know, 401k rollovers, you're familiar. There's the great resignation career transitioning. I mean, you, I think your name describes it. I mean, that's, you know, a shameless plug there, but the truth um, it is a career transition, but I think you see a lot of that. A lot of people coming into entrepreneurship and a certain percentage uh, really come into franchising. And I, I think that that 401k rollover is a great instrument to use to get into entrepreneurship. And I, I love the franchise model. I, I love the structure. I think it benefits a lot. I think I love watching uh, entrepreneurs franchise their business and expand and, and, and scale. So, you know, I think there's a lot of excitement around franchising now, a lot of energy in, in the, in the business just because it's spanning so many verticals. So we're, we're really excited, love, you know, talking to entrepreneurs and seeing what, you know, so many interesting new businesses just emerging from the pandemic, just really a lot going on. So um, I think people really have a, a, a real strong outlook for the, for the future. Great. Absolutely. One thing that I'm curious about, 
because obviously when someone franchises their business, they know that business, they know the pet business, they know the senior care industry, but they don't know franchising yet. So that's a whole new industry, a whole new way of thinking that they need to learn. So what sort of advice or coaching do you provide to them in the beginning as they're starting to franchise their business so that they can learn the franchise industry and also realize that that really is the business that they're in now. Uh, they're in the, the, the franchise business and they need to learn how to expand and grow through the franchise model. So what sort of advice and coaching do you provide to help them make that shift? That's, it's really a good point. I think it's really um, in understand that you're getting into a, a, a business that you're, you're going to learn as you go. And there is a learning curve. I, I tell people focus on the first one for an emerging brand and someone that's never franchised before. Um, just focus on that first one. Really focus on it. And, and it's really about visibility. You, the mission that you have right now is letting people know that, that you're a franchise. Because the not, you know, that in, in this the franchising is is sell, franchises are selling. So that but if they don't know that yours exists, they can't buy it. So first we have to create the awareness that the opportunity is actually available. And that's where we come in with our USP and leveraging our sort of competitive advantages, you know, why you're going to invest with us, why you're going to be part of our brand and our organization. And then we have to have the process in place to take that person through from, um, you know, from initial inquiry all the way through the process. And, and, and if anything, it intelligently communicate um, some aspect of that, of that opportunity to, to someone that's interested in, um, you know, getting in business for themselves. So I, I, I think that's, you know, sort of the advice that I would give focus on that first one, really focus on then, then doing that again, and then doing that again, and then maybe a bigger territory or, but really simplify it. So, but really just focus on getting the word out and leverage all channels, leverage, all, let everyone know that it exists so you can get the best potential pool to see, hey, they're the best fit. And then I'm really going to train them. I'm really going to support them. I'm going to market it. And, and, and I think that approach is the approach that I've seen works. And I think that um, controlled growth is always great, great way to grow a system. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the advantages for those that are listening in our audience that are considering investing into a franchise, starting a franchise business. What are some of the advantages of going with more of an emerging franchisor as opposed to more of an established system? Because obviously there's pros and cons to both, but what would you say are some good top compelling reasons to go with more of an emerging franchisor versus one that's more of the behemoth that's already established? Um, first, I, I, I go back to the, the model. It's got to be a really good model and a really tight brand, but there are some amazing entrepreneurs out there. There are some like really amazing people that you want to say, hey, listen, I think you should you know, talk to this, uh, this entrepreneur as an amazing person, has amazing business, and I think it's going to do great things. So I, I think that even now, I think emerging brands have similar or the same opportunities as the, the, the large organizations. So uh, I think that they've leveled the playing field a little bit there. So I, I think it all comes back to the entrepreneur right now to really get in with people that are motivated to grow and that have a mission, that have a plan uh, in place and have the people around them to really grow, to grow a system and you want to help them grow. So it's like people helping people. I think you see a lot of that. That would be the really main reason that you, you like the model and you love the entrepreneur behind it. Absolutely. 
do you find that something that I've heard is that oftentimes with an emerging franchisor to attract, especially a micro emerging franchisor that doesn't have any franchisees or maybe just a couple, something that they'll do to attract some, though some, some additional new franchisees is to offer uh, maybe royalty discounts or smaller franchise fees, larger territories. Do you see a whole lot of that? I mean, it's like anything. I think there's like 80, 20 rule everywhere, you know, I think in the, or not, you know, 90, 10 or something. So right. they, some people in the beginning, they, they it depends on who they sell it to, too. So it's not like a rule of thumb. You see a lot of it, but you know, my, my, uh, I, I want, everyone to be able to grow their systems but at some point you definitely want to cover your costs you, you may you don't want to make sure you're you're giving up things that's going to cost you money in the end that you want to be able to train and support cover your initial costs so um you, you don't see a lot of it you see mostly you know what what's in the documents those are typically the deals but uh, certainly sometimes the brand pioneers, you know, that get in the early ons, often brands will, you know, will, will, will wheel and deal to, to sort of make it attractive for people to, to come in. Absolutely. Yeah. With, a, with an Orange Theory Fitness these days, you're not, there's really not a whole lot of opportunity left over. But for some of those more emerging franchisors, there's definitely a lot of opportunity. So I, I agree with that. There's definitely some advantage to working with an emerging brand, uh, assuming that, that you're the type of person that can uh, that is interested in that and can stomach that a little bit. So we know you've got, I think you're off to the franchise, this franchise show, right? I see the suitcase in the background there. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we won't keep you. Thank you for the time joining us. Any, any final tips or we, you know, uh, no, thank you guys for having us on. Uh, thank you for wanting to learn more about us. And, and I love, uh, working with entrepreneurs and, if anybody in, in your audience is really, you know, just wants to talk about expanding their business and sometimes the franchise model may not check all the boxes. You know, I always like to look at like, what's the best model to expand it? And if it, if it meets the franchise test, we, we look at it, but there's certainly a, a, so many ways for entrepreneurs to expand. Um, I love what's going on in the franchise space. Love what's going on with entrepreneurs. I love what you guys are doing uh, for entrepreneur community out there and, and really providing valuable content for people. So um, excellent. So thank you for having me on. Thanks for joining.